Welcome to another episode of the Osa and A podcast brought to you by SSAW. This is your boy Abe, and in today's episode, we talk NFL, JJ Watt heading over to the NFC West. We talk NBA, both LeBron and KD, their selections were interesting, but then the jokes that flew afterwards were phenomenal. And of course, we'd be remiss if Osa and I did not talk about one of our current favorite movies of 2021 so far. I'll give you a hint. I am a revolutionary. I am a revolutionary. I am a revolutionary. You already know the vibes. Thank you for tuning in and enjoy the episode. Time it is your favorite, favorite. I don't know what the, what this is time time limit that we got on this, but it's your boys, okay? The green, the green, white, green boys. Osa, yep, 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 yep. And hey, yep, 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 yep. Let's get it. Let's get it. 50% Osa over here. Other 50%, my boy, my brother, Abe. Abe, how you living, man? Man, I'm tired, bro. Because now I'm a working man, you know? And as a result of me being a working man, it's just like, I'm not ready for the work life. <laughs> like, waking up, having to it's wake real. up early. Oh, my goodness. Having to work eight it's hours. It's real, fam. Yo, so I started working at the hospital. Um, And low-key, I like, I, I honestly like what I'm doing because I'm getting to serve. And it, it really does mean a lot, especially given everything that's happened in this country and how, like, the healthcare um, industry, well, just health workers in general have been low-key like both appreciated and sometimes underappreciated you know i feel like we've underappreciated them in regards to people just not caring if they endanger themselves and exposing themselves to possible um illness and making life harder for them because uh so i just started there wednesday and yeah i was tight because um they was chatting you know on my first day fully training which was thursday and they were like, "Oh yeah, the president is uh giving out fifteen hundred is giving everybody a fifteen hundred dollar bonus if you work full time." And I'm like, "Say what? Y'all president is giving all y'all stimmies, and and our president hasn't given us jack squat yet. And then on top of that, I'm not even eligible. Like this is crazy." But um, when I was talking to a couple of the workers later, um, they told me that when the pandemic was at its peak in Cali. They were yeah. working six days a week for three months, 12-hour shifts. Bro, just like, six, they deserve it. 72 man. hours a week. Man. For six months. And, and some of them said they had to work doubles back to back, you know? I'm like, Woo! So, I mean, like, hey, the money was good with the OT the and whatnot. With that stress but, level, yeah, it's that stress level is high because you know all the hospitals basically have full capacity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
And then on top of that, it's like, so I work at the rehab center of okay. the hospital. So it's not even the main yeah. one. But knowing how everybody, it was all hands on deck. It's like, even if you are like an orthopedic surgeon, like, hey, you may do rehab, but we need we need beds. We need hands. We need extra doctors. Like, it's yep. crazy. So I'm not even, I'm not even, you know, upset. Je- I'm not jealous of them getting the 1500. I'm like, that's the least the president could do for these people because talk to the coworkers. This will be the first month, this whole pandemic anniversary, because we are approaching our fully one year anniversary since lockdown. Yeah, bro. Next um, week. Next week. Yeah. This is the first time that a lot of them have multiple days off. Like they can be like, yo, I got back to back days off. Like, shoot, is that more than three days off this entire month? That's crazy. Yeah, definitely. Let me <laughs> so I'm I'm happy. Bro. I'm happy bro. bro, I just want to say this because the people can't see you. You look you look tired. <laughs> like you bro. like you haven't flexed that eight hour shift muscle in a while. So you not in a long time, dog. Getting them sea legs back. Especially six AM, you know? Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh bro, that was the that I had to to go in yesterday for the first time and had pretty much a full eight hour day like in the office. So it's different working in the office than it is working from home. And yeah, them sea legs, them sea legs don't have them things back. So we gotta we gotta build build back up into it, bro. Speaking of sea legs, though, let's let's get into the world of sports, the wide world of sports as as is one of our faves. Let's do football first. I'll go with this first. Uh, let's do the NFL. I'm frustrated. I'm frustrated. For the second year in a row, the Arizona Cardinals have gotten a top three player, top three position player in the offseason. Last offseason, it was DeAndre Hopkins. They got him for a, a bottle of Snapple. And some Takis. That's what they got him for. Okay. This offseason, it is J.J. Watt. Yes, folks, I said it. Not T.J. Watt, but J.J. Watt. The J.J. Watt. Multiple Defensive Player of the Year winner, J.J. Watt. Abe, I'm sick. I'm sick. Um, so, okay. So it's funny because, like, so often, um, I've had debates with people about J.J. Watt versus Aaron Donald. You know, who would you Ooh, rather pick that's a great if you had debate. the number one draft pick? Who would you rather pick, knowing what you know and whatnot? And a lot of people, you know, they will pick J.J. Watt. The, I mean, I they're also, they're from Texas, so there's some. there might be some bias. Oh, okay, there's there's some bias. There's bias. But, um, you know, they're like, you know, I would still pick J.J. And it's like, I get that. But Aaron Donald doing what he's doing inside, inside the lines, is is low key hasn't been heard of in such a long time. Like what we've seen JJ watch before, you know. Yeah, we've seen. I mean, not in complete um completeness because JJ what he's able to do offensively, how he's able to score points is just on another level as a defender, you know. Right. But, like, you know, we talk about J.J. Watt, then you can low-key look at Khalil Mack, you know? They're they're similar. But who are we saying that, like, Aaron Donald's that dude, and who are we saying in that same position of nose tackle is doing what Aaron Donald's doing right now? Bro. Like, 
for me, All one of my favorite nose tackles was Vince yeah. Wilford. You know, in terms Ooh, of reading, big Vince. But Vince is wasn't doing what Aaron Donald's doing. You know, Aaron Donald is different. He's a freak yeah, of nature, bro. He's so athletic. You know, Vince was just moving by. Yeah, <laughs> he was a he was a human mountain. He was just a yeah. mountain of a man. Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald is not the size of a typical nose, and but he's just like freakishly strong, quick. Like you said, athletic. But here's the key: technically sound as well. Like yeah. technique. Yeah, you can you can you can learn a thing or two watching his technique. I, I'm taking Aaron Donald all day. When the oh, all-time yeah, greats are saying. When the all-time greats are saying that you're better than they were, mm-hmm. I'm taking you. I'm taking. And also, the, the fact that you're comparing a nose tackle to an end, where end have more oh, advantages and more opportunities to rack up some impressive numbers, but you're comparing a nose tackle, mm-hmm. it's like I mean, mm-hmm. the the offensive numbers that JJ Watt has produced on the defensive side of the ball, Aaron Donald hasn't been able to impressive. do that. I mean, he's been able to do a little bit, but nowhere near what J.J. Watt has done. And that's impressive. No taking away from that. But low-key, DNs can do that. Not as many DNs has done it as often as he has, but DNs have done right. it. Right. So you're comparing a nose tackle, and you're looking at his stats, and it's like, first of all, the other big thing, too, is health. Know what you know, health. Which is that, why that, this that, contract surprised me, because it's two years, 31 mil. And it's like, JJ's been broken for a couple years. Like, I don't care about Bleacher Report dropping that pick of him look sitting in that what looks like to be the middle of the Arctic Ocean, you know, right. just, just sitting there. I don't care if he's ice bathing. He hasn't been who he who we've known him to be for a while. So, like, it's a good look for them because at the end of the day, you know, how disillusion he's been with Houston, maybe change of scenery will get him more motivated and will get him going. And for sure he's he's been taking care of his body. I get it. He's been taking care of his body. Yeah, so I don't I don't have a I don't have any doubt in regards to his mental capacity, his technique, his fortitude, his where he's at. I have no doubt about that. It's just at the end of the day, your body betrays you. You know, at some point or other, your body's been betraying you for a while. There's only so much you can do before your body's just your, like, look. Your body been, your body you know. been hitting you with the Judas treatment. Yeah. Uh, Aaron Donald, by the way, I think this is the other thing. Aaron Donald, how do you game plan for Aaron Donald? Aaron Donald, you have to, you have to, as an offensive lineman, you have to play perfect against Aaron Donald. Yeah. If and you don't play perfect you also against know Aaron Donald. That- Automatically, it's, it's a double team. It's like near automatically, it's gonna be a double team. You're not, you're not taking them in single in one on one. Yeah, coaches come into the uh, into the room at the beginning of the week, say, "All right, we're double teaming Aaron Donald all week. All our plays are gonna mm-hmm. involve a double team. Uh, everybody understand? Offense understands? All right, let's practice. Like it's not like, oh, we'll just call this play. No, it's like the entire playbook is geared for double teaming. Doubling up on Aaron Donald. And he he impact and not saying like you said JJ Watt's impact on the game, the ability to score from the defensive side of the ball, like that's that's unmatched. Like we we haven't we really haven't seen anyone consistently like that. Maybe in this in this generation or era, but Aaron Donald, the way he impacts the game on the defensive side of the ball, 
you could you could lock him out. I remember distinctly two seasons ago. I'll never forget this game. That playoff game against the Cowboys, that division, the divisional round. Aaron Donald, for the most part, was pretty quiet most of that game. And then in the fourth quarter, he demolished that Cowboys. Now, this this is the, the, the Dallas Cowboys, okay? That offensive line that was making some real room for Ezekiel Elliott to find some holes. He destroyed that line. I think he had like two sacks in the fourth quarter. You have to play perfect against him. So that whole argument, J.J. Watt versus Aaron Donald, you can give me Aaron Donald all you want. That notwithstanding, though, the Cardinals just bolstered themselves on the defensive end, especially in a competitive com- uh, division like the NFC West. Although the NFC West might be up, might it might get real interesting if Russell Wilson for some reason gets traded this offseason. That's going to make things really interesting for if the NFC because I don't trust I don't traded? trust whoever the Niners have at quarterback. Well, first of all, the Niners' issue is health. That's the problem. Like we oh, talk yeah, about JJ Watt's health. It's really the Niners just Garoppolo, bro. Do you really trust Jimmy Garoppolo though? You no, trust but, the man with the last name Garoppolo? No, not at all. Um, but low key, it looks like the 49ers don't even trust him. Let's be real. No. <laughs> so like it's like, all right, it is what it is. Nick Mullins but, for president. Shout out to CJ. Right to the Godfather. Um Hey. No, but it's crazy though because even last year, um, I said it that the NFC West was the toughest division. Uh, Period. Of last season, yes. Um, and this year, it just I further feel confident about that once again, just because of the changes that are happening. And if Russ stays in Seattle, yo, the top three teams in no particular order. Of yep. course, I included my Rams because I feel like that you offense to. is going to be, yeah. Um, Matt Stafford is about to put up numbers, folks. I'm saying it right here. I ain't even a Rams uh, fan, but Matt Stafford going to put up numbers. I'm going to include Seattle because, like, mm-hmm. I mean, regardless of what internal issues they're having, you know they can win games. When they're, when they're on the cook. same page, yeah, when they was letting Russ cook the entire first half, and look at that, almost undefeated in that first half. So, like, we know they can win games. I'm not about to just say if Russ gets traded, okay, they're not they're not top three. They are not winning. That. They're not even competing for the division. Um, and right now, I'm going with Arizona, but it can easily be San Francisco if they're healthy. If San Fran is healthy, finally, for the first time in so long, That's they're true. definitely being That's top true. three. Because their problem has been just multiple. Yeah, I feel like with the amount of injuries they had last season, it was almost as if God was like, nah, y'all ain't, y'all ain't going to be competitive this year. Nope. Nope. Just everybody. Every, uh, bro, Garoppolo, uh, George Kittle, Debo yeah. Samuel, everyone you can Mozart. think of. I, Who's been bro. killing it, too? Yeah. Raheem is I, a dog. Like, he's a he, the crazy thing is, We've been calling him a dog, and he hasn't given us, like, a full, like, season, season. yet because of injury. We haven't got a full but season. with yep. what he's been able to do, it's been disgusting. Like, he's nasty. Yeah. But they never have everyone, like, healthy at the same time. It's crazy. And then you look at defense. I'm surprised. Yo, what, last season? I'm they surprised. lost, like, what, 10 defensive oh, yeah. players? Richard Sherman. 
Yeah, ev- bro, everybody's wiped out. Like COVID, COVID opt-outs aside, because they didn't have as many COVID uh, uh, opt-outs as like, say, the Patriots. But exactly. still, for players who played, it it was like the injury report every week. Every Sunday, you saw on the injury report, oh, new, new, new 49ers player got hurt. I'm surprised John Lynch didn't get injured mysteriously somehow, the GM. Like, it, it was, it, yeah, it wasn't cool for them folks up there in the Bay. I agree with with your your rankings for the NFC West. That's still going to be the most, in my opinion, most competitive conference in in the NFL, uh, followed by the NFC South. Well, that's really a two horse race, but I'll still say the NFC South. Oh it yeah, NFC South. On... Only if if Carolina, if yeah. if them boys in Carolina, because if CMC can stay healthy, Carolina's going to be the Carolina's I think the third team in that race. Yeah. So, bro, uh, it's it's going it's. I mean, now we gonna see more of those. Everybody that AD versus JJ Walk convo is gonna happen <laughs> two times a year right. now. It's gonna It'd be, be like who had a oh, better it's gonna be game. Real. <laughs> it's gonna be crazy. It's gonna be fun gonna though. Be but um, it's gonna be good. Yeah, I'm excited for it. I'm excited for it. Kudos yep. to him. I did Loki want him in Pittsburgh for. I just wanted. Him and TJ. Yeah, see know, the brothers so. together. Yeah, that, yeah that would've been fun. Especially since both are good defensively. <laughs> like TJ Watt was a defense right. player of your candidate last season. He was. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. Young and, do it for the do it for former. the culture, do it for the league, right? Yeah. Yep. But I mean I get it, Pittsburgh couldn't afford that. <laughs> I don't think Pittsburgh was about to pay a man. Bro, facts. P- Pittsburgh Pittsburgh trying to figure out how they're gonna keep big men financially. Oh, like it's, my goodness. it's getting real out there in the it's time to move in, on from big men at some point. Bro, big Ben ain't coming. I'm just saying you at least you at least got a name. Who the next guy? At least, yeah. at least with the Saints, for example, they said Jameis Winston is the next guy. After mm-hmm. like when Drew Brees retires, we're going to Jameis Winston. the The Steelers haven't even done that for 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 a I think a comparison. If you're a soccer fan out there, it's the equivalent of what Barcelona's done with Messi. Like you, the, like Barcelona hasn't even talked about who the next guy up is after Messi when Messi leaves. It is what it is. So, bro, NFL, I'm excited. I wasn't excited for this past season. I wasn't at all. But this upcoming season should be fun, especially with somebody. Deshaun, bro, Deshaun Watson and Russell Wilson potentially could move this offseason. I don't think from a quarterback perspective, we've had that major movement like that. Well, actually, you don't then you throw in Matt is, Stafford. I know Deshaun is tight, Deshaun that, is tight. <laughs> that, that DeAndre hot, and bro. JJ both did. And bro, like. <laughs> They're not even the main star. <laughs> like, he, he is the Deshaun, main star. If Deshaun doesn't get traded, I can tell you this. Deshaun already has has that that tweet that's going to go out that says, I'm sitting out this season. Like, if he doesn't get traded, he's sitting out this season. I don't blame him. Period. Period. You know what? While we're in Texas, yo, Texas opening about up it. again is just like, I know I talked to some of my Texas homies. They're like, we still going by rules of lockdown. We still wearing our masks. Forget all that. Like, I'm like, what's wrong with Governor Governor Abbott? Like, not love your your state, bro. And then I'm hearing that California is working to reopen too. I'm like, Lucy, what is wrong with you? What is wrong? So this, you know, schools schools are the first. 
uh, first wave of things that are going to reopen. I know some schools in this area are uh, going to reopen. I think it's March fifteenth. Texas so, never closed their but, schools, but it's not a full. It's not a full on situation though. They're going to be doing the hybrid thing. So half of the kids will be coming the first half of the day from like eight to eleven, and then because they don't want the kids all there for lunch, so the kids who were there from eight to eleven will go home have lunch and then do the rest of their day virtually and then the kids who did virtual from like 8 to 11 will come in after like lunch so around 12 and we'll do like 12 to 3 or something like that at school so kids are doing a hybrid situation we'll see how that all works out it's i think the biggest thing just for me is i've been truth be told i was just telling a a friend of mine this before i even hopped on this for us to uh, record this but I realistically, I thought this was going to last till the summer of 2020. And here we are. We're a week away from what I deem the pandemic anniversary or pandemic anniversary, yeah. however you want to say it. Like we're a week away. It, but And I think just the frustration of it all has, has been the, at least for me, what has year? been the lack of, of concrete, like, hey, concrete timelines. So, mm-hmm. hey, we're going to be locked down for X amount of weeks. And then we'll get back to, to, then we'll start to lift things a little bit. No, it's it's been, oh, it's only for a week. It's only for two weeks. And this stuff ha- has lifted, hasn't lifted. Like it's been, yeah, it's been a lot. And and I think just the lack of clarity has been the frustration for a lot of people. Myself included. So here's, here is the clarity for the future. But as we know, future often isn't Frogs. as clear. I've just got to. Go with the vibe, which I think this whole episode is about to be is a straight vibe. Speaking of vibes, what's your vibes, Abe, about the All Star Game that will be well today? This drops that on the day that this drops, All Star Game, correct? Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. It will be later today. Yeah. Did you watch? Um, Did you watch the? Um, did you watch? I watched part of it. I, I, I mean, I thought it was amusing that. First oh, pick yeah. from KD was Kyrie. Oh, yeah. uh, I mean, come on. Well, what what was he? What who was he? Who was he? It, it went Giannis, Kyrie, Steph. I'm like, you know, there's so many think pieces that people could just make off of those two, off of those first three picks. Like easy. They're like, oh, look at LeBron teaming up with Steph. What does this mean? Oh, look at LeBron with Giannis. Is Giannis heading to LA? Right. Then All you kinds got, of oh, speculation. KD picks Kyrie over Curry. Does KD and Curry beefing? Is Kyrie <laughs> just anti Curry and LeBron? <laughs> like, what is going on? Right, like, it's, right. it's hilarious. Like, y'all, but, y'all looking way too deep into this. Exactly. But I was I was saddened to see that Jalen and Jason will be on opposite sides. You know, I mean, I guess Yikes. it should have been expected, but well, we'll see what happens. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Because what was it? Uh, LeBron got Jalen and uh, KD got Jason, right? If I remember correctly. Uh, or was it vice versa? Yes, LeBron got Jalen. Yeah, with the eighth pick. Okay. With the eighth pick. So, bro, listen. Okay, I'm going to run off the teams. You tell me who you picking to win this. LeBron's team. First pick, he picked Giannis. His second pick, Steph Curry. I'm just going to run off in order of players he picked. Giannis, Steph Curry, Luka. Jokic, Joker, um, Dame, Dame Lillard, 
Ben Simmons, Chris Paul, Jalen Brown, Paul George, DeMontis Sabonis, and Rudy Gobert. Durant, Durant's picks, Kyrie Irving, Joel Embiid, Kawhi, Bradley Beal, Jason Tatum, James Harden, Devin Booker, Zion Williamson, Zach Levine, Julius Randle, Nikola Vucevic, and Donovan Mitchell. Side note, Devin Booker is being replaced by Mike Conley because Devin Booker has a knee sprain. Who you got winning this game based on those lineups, based on those teams? Low-key, because I remember when the draft, when after it happened, people were like, yo, LeBron's team is stacked, LeBron's team is stacked. But, like, hearing it in full now, I'm like, yo, there's a lot of offensive firepower mm-hmm. on KD's team. Mm-hmm. Although losing Booker and replacing with Conley kind of diminishes a bit, but all them guys can get buckets. They're, all those dudes are walking will. buckets, man. Yeah. I mean, they got the walking double-double and Vukovic who can score, like, Vucevic has quietly been having a great season. No, yeah, yeah. I feel like he's easily been having like a twenty and twelve type of season, probably like mm-hmm. twenty four and thirteen. Um, mm-hmm. but I mean, you got Jason, and the thing is too, aside from really, uh, I mean, look again, Kyrie could give you forty any given day. Any KD given day, definitely give you forty any given day. Bradley Beal can give you forty any given day. He can give you 40 in his sleep, and you won't right. even realize he just gave you 40. You're like, oh, he lost. Zion is going to give at? you, right, 49. You're like, oh, wait, what? Meanwhile, wow. Zion can give you can give you a smooth 30 and miss only, like, four shots. I was going to say, I'm, like, 70% shooting. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> of course, right, Jason can give you 30. And then, you hey, know, he calmly going to facilitate. I love watching Jason Tatum. He, I love watching his footwork, man. He'd be yeah. amazing. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Donovan Mitchell was the last, like, okay, let's get to this real quick. We got to talk about this. Donovan Mitchell was the last pick for KD, and Rudy Gobert was the last pick for LeBron. Bro, the jokes when they asked <laughs> why them two Utah Jazz players went last, I was Yo, deceased. that comment by LeBron was so cold. It was like, damn, nigga, like, that's why y'all roasted these niggas. My language. I apologize. Bro, why, why y'all roasting these like cats? <laughs> I'm like, yo. <laughs> these dudes like, oh. Oh, LeBron, what is going on? Because oh, I saw that comment, no so love. I saw it out of context first. I saw it out of context. I didn't understand okay. what that comment okay. meant. Like, I just thought it was just them roasting Utah as a whole. But then, like, I've later found out that, no, this is the full context. And I'm like, wow, Donovan don't even deserve that. <laughs> he don't deserve world. that. We're going to do it. Like, Rudy, we get. Like, Ru- Rudy straight cried last year not making an all-star team. But come on, man. Don't Donovan, that. why are you spider? Why are you shooting at him like this? He's had a hard year already. You had, you right? had you know, Shaq shooting. Like, it's, it's just been a tough year. I think he's in Utah. Come on. Show mercy. Have mercy. They're the number one team in the league, LeBron. Don't do that. Oh, now, Donovan, you're going to have to put 50 on their head. You got to drop 50. You got to drop. You got to break the all-star game scoring record. Okay? Yeah. Break that. Break that joint. But him with KD, just like again. And then all overall, too, they're not. I mean, they still they got Kawhi, first of all. They're not. They're not great great individually like i want to say all of them are equal individually defensively but team defenses they can play great team defense i look yeah. at them dudes joel Embiid, 
Kawhi, Bradley Beal quietly can is is a solid defender. Jason Tatum is a solid mm-hmm. defender. Um, Zion, James Harden Zion. knows how to float. We already know about Zion. Um, Julius. Oh yeah, Randall. I forgot. James can give you forty in his sleep. Like come on, there's just too much. And then they just they Julius. just got a bunch. Julius, all right, let's Orange let's, Julius, bro. Let's give some love to the Knicks right now. Let's, let's give, give let's give let's give this man his some flowers right now. Give yeah, because Julius has fully accepted his he he feels at home in New York. He's accepted that he's a, a Nick. And I mean in his player tribute, shout out to uh, Rob Rizio for um from Diamond Talk for bring this to our attention. But in the tribute, he said that uh, you know, Last year was rough because he tried, he tried too hard. Essentially, he tried too hard mm-hmm. to be that guy because everybody knew that's what he was coming in to be. They they mm-hmm. knew he was going to be that guy. And he tried to give results immediately, and it's like, yo, I love, I love the what is it the the desire to fulfill that role that everybody's putting on you, but. It wasn't executed to the best. And now we're finally seeing it executed. Like, definitely, you know, Rob been saying this for a while. Kenny Payne has definitely been a huge influence on Julius's uh, basically resurgence, emergence, if, if anything, and how he's been playing. And I'm like, nice. low key, the fact that he's now comfortable. Oh, man. Yeah, shout out to Julius Randle in the Knicks. So I'm not. I get why people said LeBron's team is gonna gonna win, but I'm not gonna sleep on Kuzma's team, you know. Especially since at the end of the day, the name of the game of the All Star game is basically just score points. Like we all know that individual defense, especially with the this new format where you basically win quarters, and that's like winning a game, and then you have to meet a certain point threshold. The first person to this point threshold wins in the fourth quarter. It's just like. I'm not even gonna watch the actual game to be honest. Like I'm not interested. Um, but we'll see what happens, man. It it should be it should be. The memes will will make up for it. The memes will make up for it. Oh, by all means, for sure, it's gonna be a great game. Uh okay. I'm not super enthused about the game, but I think some of the storylines and some of the the shenanigans that will ensue, some of the jokes that will fly, like you said, some of the memes. Yeah, that's what I'm looking for. It. Yeah. I'm not enthused about the makeup of the weekend, but the the, the thing that I take away from it that I, I'm excited about, of course, is this, the fact that it's the weekend revolves around giving back to HBCUs. I hope with my whole heart. Absolutely. Okay, shout out to HBCUs, yo, y'all. Shout out to them. Love y'all. You, you have a, an, in, an integral part in the black experience in America and should be highlighted more. I hope that with the hiring of guys like Deion Sanders, that uh, black athletes will make a a push to start to 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 make decisions to uh, to to play for HBCUs. Reason being, I'm sick and tired of these Power Five conferences. Okay, these Power Five conferences are not looking out for players, but it's interest. Go go ahead and go to the HBCU. The, 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 it'll bring joy to my heart to see. A guy choose to go to uh, a college football player to choose to go to Jackson State over Alabama. I want to see Nick Saban on the sideline irritated and upset because he didn't land that five star recruit. That's what I want to see. So shout out to the league for putting their money where their mouth is, uh, not doing any virtue signaling or performative 
uh, quote unquote justice. Shout out to them for that. We'll see what happens. I'm actually not going to watch the game in real time, so I'll be turning off my phone and all alerts so nobody bothers me. I'll be watching it later on Sunday night. All-Star weekend. Uh, Should be interesting. Uh, yeah. And I'm in replacement, also, I forgot, I'll throw this out there. In replacement for the celebrity game, we got a two-on-two situation. We got Jack Harlow and Quavo going up against Lil Baby. And two chains. Two chains is the only like real hooper on there. People don't know. Two chains got a yeah, scholarship to play move. ball in college. Quavo, but the prop. Well, here's the thing though. Quavo be legit training for this though. Quavo t- practices and trains for this. Like he's really about to get a tryout in the league. Like he's not naturally gifted and talented. Like a two, yeah. two chains is about to come out here. He gonna wrap them dreadlocks up in a hair to in a, in a, in a, in a, in a hair wrap. He's gonna come out here. He's about to drag Jack Harlow. He's about Jack Harlow, the same Jack Harlow who snitched on Lemon Pepper, Lemon Pepper Lou. He about to get dragged by two chains. It's about to be ugly. A couple of weeks ago, I don't know where I was or what I was doing or who I was with. Actually, there's a lot of unknown questions, unknown variables in this. Um, there's a lot of unknowns right now. Um, yeah, but I was watching this. Uh, this oh i was watching a stream okay i was watching a twitch stream and they were watching like this this hip-hop basketball league like jack harlow had a team um uh sway lee had a team um some other like not trippy red but uh, like those those generation of rappers they had their own like teams to run fives and jack carlo had one of them and i i saw i saw how jack carlo played jack carlo plays basketball like a football player uh no there it is he's about to get dragged don't say say less say less he's about to get dragged he definitely tries he puts energy in it, but like he's gonna be fouling and whatnot. It's just because the team I that they were like playing, Jack Harlow's team was getting cooked, yo. Yeah, it was. It, it was like some I don't know what the name of this league was, but it was on YouTube. They had two games. You go total scores of twenty one win yeah, by two basketball. Um, yeah, it was so fun to watch. Sway Lee's team was nasty. Because it was him and, of course, a uh, homie from Shrem Life, of course. And then he had some relatives. And he, right, his right. bodyguard, his bodyguard, his security guard, who's also his cousin, was just uh, like. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh. It's, it's the crew league. It's the crew league. The crew league. Yes. Yes. That John was, a, you got to watch it. I think they only had two episodes. Of, must stay up there. Diddy's running that league. Oh, that John is hilarious. Even though no one is practicing COVID regulations. Um. It's, you're going to be hilarious. You're going to text me. You're going to be laughing. That joint is crazy. But, yeah, no. Nah, but all in all, uh, 2 Chains is going to win. See, like, yeah, yeah. Not not 2 Chains and a little bit. It's 2 Chains is going to win. Yeah, 2 Chains. Just 2 Chains by himself. 2 Chains might as well run, run one on three by himself. Just like that. Little Baby can, anytime your name starts with Lil, if you ain't Lil Wayne, we ain't trying here. Uh, speaking of viewing, though, we're going to watch things this weekend. A, a, a film came out recently 
okay, bro. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. No, I'm saying, even if you are a Lil Wayne, you know, we say not. Oh yeah, even if you're Lil Wayne, you still skeptic. We still we still sketchy about you. Yeah. Um, film came out recently. Um, I was between the two of us. I was the first to view it, and the, my exact text message to you after I viewed it was, "You're going to be yep. from Star Wars." This yup. You Judas said that, and y'all. the Black Messiah. You said that on HBO Max. Um, I watched it. I think a couple days after it came out on HBO Max, I wanted to watch it undisturbed. To take in the whole thing now here. So some background. Judas and the Black Messiah is a film chronicling um, basically the the demise of Fred Hampton, national chairman for the Black Panther Party. And not just his demise, but how it all went down. And how it all went down, of course, with someone close to him, hence the term Judas, um, someone close to him in the organization, William O'Neill, who infiltrated, well, he got close to uh, to Fred Hampton, infiltrated the Illinois chapter of the Black Panther Party as Fred Hampton was rising to prominence, ended up being uh, the Judas, the turncoat, to lead the FBI to eventually carry out a pretty much a hit on Fred Hampton. Now, I was first uh I was first introduced to the uh the killing of Fred Hampton via a uh, a black art exhibit. I think it was called Soul of a Nation. I want to say it was called Soul of a Nation. Um chronicling black art in America from the 60s through the 90s. And it was an exhibit that hit major museums all across the country including a museum out here in the LA area called the Broad. And one of the, probably the, the exhibit or the, the, the piece, I'm sorry, the installation that hit me the hardest was an installation that was actually done uh, within a matter of, I want to say like three to six months after Red Hampton was killed. And it was a, a replica of his apartment door. The FBI emptied the clip into his apartment door, burst into his apartment, didn't announce, just put bullets in everybody. And so when I first saw, when I saw this, 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 uh, this installation, I mean, I'm looking, you see bullet holes everywhere. And I'm like, there's no way this is real. And so I, I looked it up, read up the story on it. I was furious, furious. This is, this is like four years ago. No, I'm sorry, two years ago, this is two years ago. Then this film comes out and to see the reenactment of that actual scene, gut wrenching. Abe, what were your thoughts watching this film? Well, first off, you called it. You called it exactly. You said exactly what it was going to be. You said I was going to be pissed off. You said that. (laughs) You texted me, and that text was so true. Like, but um, it, it just, I couldn't help but feel like Fred Hampton could have been one of the greatest orators and mm-hmm. of, of the last generation he was 21 around 21 and just just the lines that he had and, and shout out to to daniel kaluuya um that ugandan brother for, killed that role he, bro he's been booming been booming it, honestly i felt that role because of just how he played it 
he made me feel that role. Like, just the way he spoke, yep. I was just sitting there, I was like, you know what? I was like, yeah, so what if they rename a school? Yeah, man, so? That's just that's just the slave master reconditioning you. I'm like, what? He was Like, I felt every line. So, first of all, shout out to, yeah, shout out to that, but just the attention to detail that, that they, that the way they portrayed mm. Uh, Fred, you know, especially when it came to Jackie mm-hmm. too, and how she was, she was like, oh, mm-hmm. you know, I'm a, I'm a poet, you know, I'm a flex on and he would just pick up like, oh no, shorty, I know exactly what you're talking about. I can, I know poetry too. I know good yep. poetry too. I was just like, man, this guy is a master of his craft. I mean, the scene where he's just mm-hmm. reciting Malcolm's speech, but it's not like he's reciting it like he's feeling it. He's listen. He's yeah. He's feeling it. He, yeah. He's it's channeling the emotion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it, it was different, yo. It was different. It was so different. I and so as a result, you know, knowing how it was going to end, knowing the betrayal, it, it look. Look, I have no problem with Lakeith Stanfield, but I low key hated his guts. Oh, <laughs> I after the movie, I looked at Lakeith and I was just like, oh, oh. He better not have another role like this anytime soon, or else I'm just going to typecast him as like <laughs> someone I can't trust in Bro. movies. Because you know how there's some certain black actors who, when they pull up in movies, you know, oh yeah, it's about to ain't ain't nothing good about to come out of this. Ain't nothing good. Like old boy from um, which which Medea movie was it? Her he she, he played Charles and got electrocuted in the bathtub. Um, I forgot that one. But that dude, oh, when he pulls up, yeah. Yeah. I can do. I think it was I can do it's, that all by myself. That was the one. Yeah, yeah. It's like, look, uh, you know, he pulls up, ain't ain't nothing good. This dude, this dude is not bringing any good news. He's not bringing any good tidings. He's not even good. Brian J. Uh, White, that was his name. But yeah, it was a Randy, good movie. That mother yeah. So, and shout out, shout out to Daniel Kaluuya. Shout out to Daniel Kaluuya. Won a Golden Globe for Best Supporting Actor in a Motion Picture. Last week of the Golden Globes, so film is already winning awards. I know that was my face as well. Like, shouldn't he been? Wait, supporting wait. Actor? Best supporting? Who was he supporting? I guess. Wait, was Lakeith the main? The lead. I think he's considered the lead in that film. But that's know, hard that's to say too. when you showed us so so much of Fred's life that like he wasn't privy to i mean like i said yeah i guess i guess they consider lakey stanfield to be the lead for that role oh well you know that makes sense though judas like he was the judas in the film so i I guess yeah but still it's just like you can have more than one lead role and it's it's weird that's true what is that's true calling is giving energy to uh the uh the betrayer rather than the black black hero i'm just like okay hollywood yeah. I see. yep you don't want to call him a main lead you want to call him a support okay all right right i'll say this though um watching the film there's been a, a few films that have come out lately so it's this one um mlk slash fbi that's literally the title of the film is mlk 
MLK slash FBI. It's a documentary um, put together by HBO Films um, that are chronicling, really what they're chronicling is not just the, the, the rise and fall of these civil rights leaders in the 60s, but also, because also keep this in mind, Malcolm, Martin, and Fred Hampton all died within the time span of the year. We're all killed in a, time, in a year. In one year, between 1968 and 1969, all three of these gentlemen were killed. But also, kind of, kind of I, I think, uh, demystifying and wiping away the, for any people who had this, I don't know, idealized or romanticized uh, picture of the FBI, it's kind of wiping that away as well. So it, it's been interesting to see how the, the FBI as an organization has been treated in these films. Um, Daniel Kaluuya, though, um, we we talked about this. I think on a, I think many moons ago we talked about this before the film came out. That's what it was. There were a lot of people, particularly in the black community, who were upset that Daniel Kaluuya, as a quote unquote British actor, was playing the role of an American civil rights leader. Folks were upset about it. Then folks got upset about some comments he made about "Don't ask me," yada yada yada. And he came out a few a uh, few weeks ago and clapped back against that and clarified those statements. It just feels like people are so touchy these days. We've talked about this, I think, a couple of times on this program between you and I, because you, I appreciate your kind of some of your views in regards to what has been coined as the cancel culture. Even though, like friend of the show Izu said last year, who is cancel culture really canceled? And I just, I just wanted, as we, we kind of close, we wanted to kind of close with uh, kind of discussing this, Abe. I saw this tweet, since we're talking about civil rights leaders, I saw this tweet by um, Martin Luther King Jr.'s daughter, Bernice, and I thought it was quite apt for the space that we find ourselves in with the cancel culture. She said this, and I think this is what's going, this is, this, this is worth chewing on. I'll I'll put it like this. This is worth chewing on. She said this. She said, some things being labeled as cancel culture are actually examples of accountability. Pause. Deep breath, folks. Let it go. Breathe, stretch, shake. Let it go. Now let me read it again. Some things being labeled as cancel culture are actual examples of accountability. Abe. 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 Yo. Hey. Understand this. Look, 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 sir, sir, sir. Look. Okay, it's a bar. It's a bar. It definitely is a bar because everybody's so quick. I mean, I guess this is me backtracking from my stance from last year, which is ironic because it's about to be a full year anyway since I made my stance regarding cancel culture. But I guess with recent events, it's just like, yeah, cancel culture just, you know, people just want to cancel for any reason. It's just like, hey, let's just cancel just to cancel. You know, and there's um, there's that TikToker, uh, Trey Rags, who did the um, a TikTok where it's like his first day. Um, I forgot where he was and they're covering things. It's like, yeah, so let's uh, ban jokes because jokes are offensive. And let's ban. Oh yeah, that mug was nuts. Yeah, and I'm just like, Loki. That's what cancel culture feels like nowadays. It, it, it. it yeah, it was like, oh, let's ban the rain because it yeah. fell. It fell again. It fell on us against our will. 
yeah, I'm like, yeah, the the TikTok was uh him first day of cancel culture orientation. Like it's like, you know what? I feel you. It's it's just becoming so haphazard and so random and doesn't really have direction and seems to have purpose. But at the same time, there are times where you need to call people out and when they apologize and they show remorse and whatnot, that's them being accountable. Like we want at the end of the day, don't we want to see growth? Isn't that what we want? We want people to realize the mistakes of their ways and to want to change and be better. Or would we rather just then be like, nah, forget all that. I'ma still be ignorant and stubborn. Like, you know? We can't we can't just be so it's like a lose-lose situation. If you get caught for doing stuff, you're canceled. If you get caught for doing stuff and you apologize, you're still low-key canceled and deemed like, oh, you know, you this, that, and the other, you fake, you know, you were never really with us. I mean, where where do we get growth from in that case? Here here is part part of my problem as well. I do think, quote unquote, cancel culture, when in its proper, when it's in its proper confines, I think the, I think quote unquote cancel culture is uh, is like a fire. Now think about this: they, like firefighters when they want to um prevent further fires like they'll light fires um like preventative fires essentially like there's a proper term is for them sometimes those fires get out of hand and start other fires like big wildfires right and i think that's what cancel culture is when cancel culture is doing its job it's legit accountability but the problem is in 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 our society accountability is not normalized Accountability tends to be reactionary, which is the majority of what we see from from the cancel culture space, instead of proactive. So instead of, for example, like me me messing up and doing something and like putting out a reckless tweet or something, I put out a reckless tweet and then behind and then folks will come back, come back and I'll face the blowback of that and the repercussions. And we've seen a lot of it in our society lately. Instead of I put out a reckless tweet and you hit me on the side, Abe, and you go, hey, man, I don't know if that was the smartest thing for you to do. So I pull it in advance. Because we have not normalized proactive accountability, that's why we see the situations we see today. And I think we need to not be so touchy to say, oh, there goes cancer culture again. No, you should have been held accountable in the first place. And now you're being held accountable and you don't like it. Granted, listen, yes, this country affords us the right to free speech, but just because you have free speech doesn't mean that there's not a consequence or a price to pay for saying everything that you say. We have to be we have to be careful with our words. Facts. You remember when we talked about Jenna um Jenna Marples or Jenna Maples? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From YouTube. Yep. And yeah, how YouTube she was did. proactive with her. Mm-hmm. You know what? After listening to what you said, I low key do owe her apology because when it came out i was annoyed because i'm like yeah most of these people around that time (laughs) yeah because most of these people around that time they were using black culture to to make a name for themselves like Mm -hmm. we let that drone slide you know and they they low-key got away with it but at the same time she was proactive because i honestly don't remember specifically what she did because i was never big into the youtube community so i don't know what she specifically did 
to um to garner but she was proactive and yet she still got like i think you know what i think what really pissed me off is the fact that she decided to just take a hiatus and like shut down i'm like it's not if you realize it's not that serious it's, it's not like you're still doing that type of content i mean i get you feel guilty um but yeah she was proactive with it and it was still a lose-lose situation for her at the end of the day but we do need to embrace proactivity because that shows in my opinion yes we can be cynical and whatnot um but more often than not i feel like that shows sincerity you know that's that's it right there show sincerity so i think the this debate over quote-unquote cancel culture is going to continue to rage on at least i think for the remainder of 2021 i don't know I don't know if it'll still be a thing into 2022. Uh, I think at this point, cancel culture has been even the term. I I don't like using the term. I feel like it's 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 getting worn out and it has become uh, caricatured into something that maybe it's not. So, he, I would just say this, folks: proactive accountability. Please be proactive about accountability in your life and in the lives of others, and watch what you say because. Yes, we have freedom of speech here in the good old U.S. of A. However, just because we have freedom to say whatever we want does not mean that whatever we say doesn't come with a cost. So please, folks, please, watch what you say. Be kind to others. Okay, we're all in this together. That being said, folks, here's another episode. We're... Shout out to our listeners. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Gracias. Merci beaucoup. We appreciate you. We really do. I just had to go trilingual on y'all. We appreciate all that you all of you listening. We appreciate the shares, the likes, the whole nine. If you want to find out more about us, if you want to hear more from us, or hear more from those in the SSA network, SSAW network, head on over to tssaw.com. Again, that's tssaw.com. As always, I am uh, one of your faves, Osa, and here with my guy, Abe. Love y'all. Appreciate y'all. We'll see you on the next one. Yeah.